Hello everybody, welcome to episode 46 of Competitive Magic with the Cardis. I'm your host from Italy, Andrea Mengucci, and joining me today we have Andrea Piemonti hello, hello. from Italy. Welcome. Hello everybody. And yeah, so two Andreas, both from Italy. Today we are going to be focusing on Merktai Regent. Uh, Andrea, do you think that uh, people that are from Italy and are called Andrea have a particular love from this deck, or is just an happy just coincidence? An, uh, happy coincidence. But I think a lot of Italian people play Merktai, so that's uh, like maybe an Italian signature. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, kind of funny that you know we're both Italian and we're both uh, speaking in English. This is, of course, the the world we live in, and uh, both um, uh, and Andrea also makes uh, content. And uh, yeah, let us uh, let me know. Let 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 the view let the listeners know and the viewers, uh, the one that uh, watching on YouTube right now, uh, know where they can find you and uh, what what type of so content you make. I make uh, sideboard guides and deck guides, and I also do coaching uh, with uh, my friend uh, Twinless Twin. Uh, we have a Patreon called uh, Murky Guide, where uh, we post our content. But you can also follow me on uh, Twitter, where uh, I post my deck lists and uh, my free sideboard guides sometimes. So that's the best place uh, to support me and my content. Yeah, so uh, funny fact, yesterday night you tweeted about that, uh, you know, you, you had an ice cream, uh, was, it was we call it gelato, and you said, uh, Playtesting Mangus format since tomorrow he'll be a guest on the podcast. So you know, uh, love uh, some. Uh, we we're both lovers of gelato. I mean, every Italian is probably a lover of gelato. So I guess that goes without saying. But yeah, so today we're focusing on uh, Blue Red Merktai. This is the the modern deck that uh, we have been playing for a long time, and uh, I think one of your uh, best achievement, uh, uh, not only just one single tournament, but just in a long span of time was you were a trophy leader at some point maybe like was it last year or uh, around last year so you know across a, a span of like two or three months you had the most trophies uh, on magic online which is definitely a great achievement and most of them were with uh, mark yes, i made like 50 trophies with uh, Marktide, and uh, it was like yeah um, last year i think yeah, that was definitely one of the uh, the, the first uh, ways for me to 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 getting to know you, and then you know also, um, of course, the work that you do with Twinless Twin, which has also been uh, part of uh, the, the the podcast uh, in the past. I believe some months ago, I invited him to talk about uh, Merc Tide, and the deck is, uh, as you might imagine, uh, slightly different since then. We had main deck Blood Moon at the time, and we certainly did not have. Yeah, I think like Preordain uh, really twisted the deck uh, once again because after the, the Pro Tour uh, the deck seemed a bit uh, weak uh, maybe it seemed that they couldn't survive uh, the scam and four color metagame but now with this card I think uh, um, it's, it's a very good deck again Yeah, uh, that is for sure uh, Preordain in addition to Consider uh, the list that you came second place in the showcase challenge with, this was, I believe, at this point two weekends ago, uh, had four preordain and three consider. So in last episode uh, here in the Carnies, we talked about modern a little bit, and we focused on mostly different deck. And I knew that I wanted to talk to you about uh, Merc Tide eventually. So you know, today we're doing a, a deep dive uh, a podcast about this deck. Not only we're gonna talk about some deck lists and how to build it, but also we're gonna focus on some of the most important matchups. Uh, 
as you said, you posted on your Twitter uh, your your cyber guide, which I'm now uh, showing on my screen. Uh, but you also, of course, um, you know, kind of like how to play uh, certain certain ways. Also, how to cyber different play draw because uh, here you make like this general cyber guide, but I'm sure that you do some yes. like play draw uh, yes, difference. Yes. Uh, the yeah, the biggest one is for sure Ragaban. Like, that is the card that uh, people are uh, talking about the most. I'm sure you have talked to your uh, your friend Twinless Twin about it because he just came uh, second in a Modern Challenge with this weekend with only two Ragavan main deck and two Ragavan yeah. sideboard. And, you know, I'm sure you have some opinions on that. Why don't you share yes. that with, well, with us? Well, personally, I think Ragavan is very, very strong. So I advise uh, to play it uh, uh, four. Because uh, even if uh, you can you can think the card is not great on the draw, I think if you play a long game, the card uh, really shine in uh, a grindy spot where you both trade the resource and uh, Ragavan is a must answer threat. Otherwise, it starts piling up value. And uh, um, in a lot of matchups, uh, Ragavan is not great on the draw, but is very very strong on the play. So if you end up winning the die roll and you have just two Ragavan, for example, versus Tron versus Living End, uh, versus Rhinos. Like, those are some matchups where if you slam the turn one Ragavan, you are very, very uh, ahead. So, I'd still like to play four. Also, I don't think uh, um, there aren't many cards that are worth the spot in the deck. So, you can play more counter spells, you can play more subtleties, but that's it. So, I prefer to have uh, another very strong turn one play. That, that's like... Uh, um, the twist uh, of my deck, I play uh, 12 one drops uh, that are very strong, you can play on turn one. And I think uh, thinking about the curve and the numbers when I deck build my deck is very important. Like I approach uh, a Murktide in a very mathematical way and I really like, uh, um, I think uh, uh, part of the fact I etopated uh, two events in a row is because uh, uh, my list is very squared to to um, approach each matchup. So when I face a matchup, I know you have to cut seven cards and that's seven cards. Like I did the matrix and then uh, um, tinkered the numbers to make it perfect. So I'm really proud of uh, this work. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, building your your deck list should involve you making cyber guides before and you know understand the ins and out that is uh, that is certain but you know going back to the uh, to the ragavan topic do you find yourself um because obviously the 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 card that hoses ragavan the most right now and why you're siding it out or even playing it two main copies only is orkish bowmaster so in a world where you know the most popular deck Rakdos Scam is playing for Okish Bowmaster, as well as, you know, plethora of different decks are playing these cards. Do you find yourself always sideboarding out the Ragavan on the draw whenever you play against the Orkish Bowmaster? Is there, like, always, of, of course, in Magic, always doesn't exist, but, like, is this something well, you do? actually, no. I sideboard out uh, Ragavan just versus Scam and versus Jund, but, for example, versus Blue Black Ring. Even if it's still play for Orkish, I think Tron uh, uh, Ragavan is a very strong play, and even later in the game is still a decent contender. So if my opponent plays a really a ton of cards to disrupt my Ragavan, uh, I think the card is weak. But uh, um, if I can use it as a both uh, 
early game uh, aggressive creature and uh, mid game uh, mid range uh, engine i i keep it that makes uh, that makes a ton of sense and uh, this is definitely an important thing that I also agree with you, the I wouldn't cut, I wouldn't cut Ragavan, and uh, it is a, you know, it's a definitely a good, a good discussion point. Let's talk about something else that maybe I'm not uh, that convinced on, but it seems like I'm like the only one that does that. I don't like Force of Negation, whereas you have replaced a copy of Counterspell in 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 uh, in space for it. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Do you feel like Force of Negation it's better than Counterspell most of the time that you, you just made well, this change? actually, uh, I started with a different uh, point of view because when I playtested, uh, I um, tried to track the unexpected metagame and I thought uh, uh, Blue Red Murtide would have been on a rise and Counterspell is already clunky, so you don't want the fourth copy as well as versus Cam, three copies are enough and as well as the Cammer also is a good contender we saw it in the Pro Tour and also, I think Tron and uh, um, uh, Rhinos would have been uh, on the rise because they did really well in the Pro Tour. So I thought, well, um, in each of those matchups, uh, Force of Negation and Counterspell uh, bo um, both uh, serve a, si a similar role, while uh, uh, Counterspell is also clunkier versus Murktide and uh, um, uh, Scum because you don't want to draw too many of those. So I said, well, let's try to put uh, the force to have a um, more of unexpected than zero mana interaction. Since you have preordain and iteration, so nowadays you have eight strong cantrips, you can uh, like uh, uh, re regain the cards you lost for a two for one. So I'm not like a lover of force of negation, but I, I like uh, how it plays uh, in the deck. Also, I think a lot of uh, the matchups. Uh, um, nowadays you can play it like a protect the queen game where you just slam Murktide and uh, um, then you try to protect it so having a, a backup counter spell when you don't have a lot of mana like you can play Murktide plus counter spell plus force that's an unbeatable pile versus uh, for example uh, uh, Rakdos Scum because I think to win versus Scum you have to play Murktide and you have to protect it uh, uh, like from Terminate so I think Force is uh, still decent game one. Yeah, let's start uh, maybe talking about those uh, those matchups as we said at the beginning. Let's start with Scam. Um, first thing first, I want to ask you in general, like, how do you feel against Scam? Because uh, I personally didn't love the matchup. That was one of the reasons why I went off Scam, uh, off Merc died at the beginning of Lords of the Ring. Uh, listening to uh, the podcast of uh, Twinless Twin when he invited uh, Stefan Schultz and Allen Booth, they said that they actually liked the uh, scam matchup. So, you know, I felt that I had a, it was a different approach, a different opinion on on those two. What about you? What do you think is the matchup against uh, scam? And is scam being popular a reason for you to play Merktide or a reason well, to not I play Merktide? I think the matchup is uh, um, kind of even, uh, as I said. Like, I think... Uh, a seasoned Murktide player can really outplay Scum really well, uh, but I think on a similar skill level it's an even matchup. Uh, just because, uh, first of all, Scum has a win button where if well, if they are on the play they can just play turn one Fury and it's very very tough for you to um, get back in the game. 
but uh, um, and also like they, they can play like double ball master like they have a combination of cards that's very tough for you to beat but i think if you can move to the mid game you are uh, like very likely to win just because because you have a very um very sweet way to yeah to develop with iteration preordain but even more time like they don't have a ton of ways to remove that just some terminates so i think uh, um if you yeah. can um, try to um bring the game to a mid game point you can really turn the corner yeah shredder also helps a ton because it's a blocker for uh, bowmaster ragavan and uh, the aggressive creature and uh, it really uh, like loots away um, your ragavan loots away the cards you don't need uh, while it grows i think a lot of people misevaluated yeah. the card versus bowmaster because of course it's like they are getting uh, some damage but that's it like they get no actual value in uh, shooting you one damage while you um have a way to block the, the bowmaster cycle away bad cards like i think consider is really weaker than uh, shredder if you're talking about master but no one thought about cutting consider so yeah one of the one of the things that people stopped playing shredder because uh, was because of orc like at the pt almost every merc that player didn't have shredder and i just i guess again i wasn't really playing the pt i was just uh focusing more on limited but i honestly i just couldn't believe it was right. And even when I uh, wrote my uh, Merc Tech guide before the PT, I still had two Shredder at least. But, you know, then seeing you uh, came in second in the showcase with three copies of it just made me feel like it was the right play. And, you know, Ledger Shredder is such an important piece for Merc Tech to work. Yeah, well, um, I actually started to like Shredder a bit less just because they expected a ton of... Uh... Teferi, so uh, Shredder was a weak uh, card to curve into because like you play turn to Shredder, they play turn free Teferi or turn free Ring or turn free Karn and you get tossed by those but uh, uh, if you are just expecting Bowmaster I think the card is totally fine and now that you have preordain you have a little yeah. bit uh, more agency about uh, finding force, finding pierce, finding counter spell so you can play the card when a bit more when you want. You can even like uh, uh, top a bubble to play Shredder one turn later and cycle it. Like Shredder plays very well with Preordain also. Um, I, I like the card right now. Also, I like the con. Like I, I can't insist too much on how much I like the numbers because. Uh, uh, having uh, um, like uh, 11 creatures uh, you can play between turn 1 and turn 2 uh, really helps you because uh, I think uh, one of the problems of Murktide ever is you don't have a replicable uh, uh, gameplay sometimes you start with DRC, sometimes you start with uh, something else but uh, um, sometimes you win by attacking, sometimes we, you win by controlling but I think one, one thing we learn from uh, uh, Rhinos is uh, having a replicable gameplay each game is how you win most of your games because you know always what to do and uh, playing another threat uh, is very important in uh, um, developing this plan of uh, uh, attacking so th that's why I play my shredders yeah that is a that is a very good point uh, about the uh, to just 
getting on board because the the, the versions that maybe play four Merc that two subtlety and no shredder so maybe a little bit slower in that in that regard. And I just want to talk a little bit of history because people love the the, the history of the deck and you know. Um, at the beginning, when uh, New Capenna came out, the Ledger Shredder came out, and I remember you were one of the first people that was very high on Shredder. And I remember you played four when most people were playing like maybe one or two, and uh, you went down to two Shredders. And I and I highly doubted that. And then the more I played, the more I loved Shredder, and I went to four with you and going down to two Channeler. This was again a few months ago. And so yeah, I believe that you were one of the first people that kind of enlightened me on playing Ledger Shredder and it's just one of the, my favorite cards in modern right now. So I guess uh, yeah, thank you for like that. I have the opportunity to play a lot. And uh, I remember that someone in my local game store mentioned Shredder and I was laughing at them. But then when I went home, I immediately tried the card. And the more I used to play, the more I, I thought, wow, this card is, is insane. So I started to, I like I locked four and uh, I really like that in that meta game because I think Shredder is another win button when you play like the mirror. If you, if you play the mirror and they don't have Shredder, uh, basically you are so ahead. Also because um, one of the key of the mirror is Alicense at Hearth that gets, gets basically invalidated by a 2-4 Shredder because like you, you don't use the graveyard, you just attack and pile up value. So. I really like this plan. Do you think, do you think uh, we can go back to 4 Shredder if Merkthead is as popular as uh, as it was? And it kind of as it is, like if we see the the, the recent, the most recent modern challenges, there were a lot of Merktides in the top 8. So maybe is it right to play I, 4 I Shredder again? I think to analyze the metagame uh, a bit more wider if you want to play 4 Shredder. Maybe you can play one more in the sideboard if you expect a ton of meters and just play for uh, um, post-board. I think free cop is fine, just because Shredder is not great uh, in some matchups uh, that are still popular, like uh, Amulet Titan, Tron, uh, and uh, in general big mana decks. So um, I think between 2 and 3, that's the right number for this meta game. But uh, I think you can still play a cop in the sideboard. So, uh... Talking again about the uh, scam matchup. So you said you mentioned your, uh, you know, you you made uh, your cyber plan according to what you want to remove, and you said you didn't like the Aragavans. Uh, what are the other cards you don't like against scam? Is it spell pierce and, yes. and force of negation? Yes, just because. Okay, so yeah. what do we? Yeah. No, I would say that spell pierce is just uh, not uh, like a bad top deck. Sometimes it's decent, but usually it's not great. But I'm thinking about uh, um, b because nowadays people don't play uh, Seasoned Pyromancer, but they play Four Fable. So uh, I think for now I'm doing like this, but I have to um, think about uh, cutting the pierces completely. Just because Scum sometimes play with a very little amount of uh, mana. So piercing the Fable on turn 3 is a very strong play. Uh, I still have to clear my mind, um, yeah. but uh, for mm. now I think like this. But one of the things, yeah, one of the reasons why I would like to remove spell pierce is is that against discard spells, spell pierce tends to overperform. Because for example, today on stream I was playing Jun Saga and I got paired against Murktide. I went turn one discard spell. I saw two spell pierce and I was able to never play into spell pierce. 
the whole game and my opponent just I won the game with two spell pierce in my opponent hand. So I think it makes sense to side out spell pierce even though they have fable because they have you know, grief and tosses and they they don't side them yes, out. But uh, uh, I, I, the, I don't know. Yeah. I think like you basically soft lock the free drops. So if you gain tempo, because you win the mid game, you lose the games where they curve uh, turn one toxis, turn two something, turn three something. So if you can soft lock uh, uh, the turn three play, you're still gaining uh, tempo because you, you also play cantrips and stuff. So I don't know, maybe versus John is different because they play more lands. They have, they have uh, um, Tarmogoyf that basically uh, win, a win alone threat. But versus Scam, I don't know. I think they still need to pile up creatures and stuff to win. But I don't know, <laughs> I have to test. One of, yeah, one of the things against um, uh, Scam is that you you prefer uh, Dress Down over Cast Into the Fire. You leave Cast Into the Fire in the sideboard. I found that ever since they cut uh, uh, Season Pyro, which they did now, the, the Pro Tour Champion didn't play any Season Pyro and, and most lists don't anymore. I maybe Cast Into the Fire is better in Dress Down. What do you well, think actually, about that? Change? I used to side in Cast Into the Fire as an upgrade uh, card just because I think, uh, uh, again, this deck is very problematic uh, versus Unicensed uh, Earth. So nowadays I saw they play zero hertz, so I don't really like cast because it doesn't kill anything. So if cast into the fire starts to become an upgrade, uh, I agree with you. But for now, I think dress down is not the best, but still solves some problems. Like it's a, it's basically the fourth counter spell you can play in mid game, uh, and still is decent versus dash ragavan versus fury. When you block with a Murktide or uh, uh, versus a um, um, Formal Grief, so I think the card is fine. Also cycles. So speaking of yeah, changing changing a matchup. Uh, let's talk about the mirror match a little bit because we all know, uh, you know, it's one of the most popular deck. And instead of just immediately start talking about the sideboard, what are some of the uh, suggestions that you give? Uh, to your uh, to, to the people that want to play uh, the Merc that Mirror, is there is there something you know? Uh, this is some secrets and stuff like that 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 you want to share uh, with uh, with uh, the parties. Well, I I think the usual uh, rule of thumb when I play this deck is uh, um, when you are on the play, you should keep with a creature or a strong turn one play. When you are on the draw, you should keep with a removal because. Uh, um, like if they play turn one Ragavan and you don't have a removal, you fall so behind that uh, regaining card advantage is very difficult. Also, I figured that uh, um, I won a lot of mirrors when I got uh, um, stuck on mana, but I, I still got cards because at some point you you draw the lands and you have a lot of stuff to do. So keeping like uh, uh, five spells and two lands is better than uh, uh, the opposite. Also, um, like I yeah. think you have to pick a role in the game, like you want to be the aggressor or uh, you want to control, and then you play your spare accordingly to that. Um, also, the last thing is uh, uh, when you are ahead, try to understand how you lose that game and uh, uh, try to sequence the attacks and the damage uh, accordingly to that. So you're losing to double Murktide, maybe you should 
look for a counter spell or uh, um, you, sh you should start attacking like I think a lot of people um, are very um, I don't know how to say conservative but uh, without a strategy so I try to uh, understand what's my what's the plan and then sometimes I go a bit uh, uh, aggressive on my cards because I, I know where I'm losing so I, I don't hesitate in using my removals to keep something to shoot face to grow the mortide so always uh, having the um, the grip on the game is great but of course it's it's a difficult task so uh, as as the Duke used yeah. to say you just have to play a ton <laughs> Yeah, one of the one of the tips that I like to share uh, about the Merktide Mirror is that you should try to slow roll your expressive iteration as much as possible. Like as long as you have land drops, or even if you don't have land drop but you have other things to do, don't play iteration because whenever you have to play iteration, um, like you don't want to. Basically, the thing is that you don't want to break with iteration ever. You always want to be able to do things to do with it. And that means that you should try to not go like iteration. You find three spells and you just pick one in and one goes exile because you played it on turn. Um, I don't know. And and like also playing around spell pierce. Uh, playing around spell pierce is super important. So, you know, the later you play it, the more you play around spell pierce. So that is my that is my suggestion. Like if you have land drop, then don't play don't play the yeah, I agree. And sometimes even if you don't have land drops, like if you have like counter spell and iteration and you're losing to a mortide, you shouldn't play the iteration. You should just wait. Secure. Yeah, you're losing to mortide, you mean yes. you're losing to your opponent casting it. So yeah. secure your position. Yeah. You you have Yeah, you have Otawara and of course double removal spell to kill it. Uh, we, we used to play Brisbane Borer in the sideboard, that's not here anymore. Do you think that with the mirror match coming back to be more popular. Should we go back to play Brazen Borrow? Yes, maybe. Like uh, it's it's actually a decent card to have. Uh, also, I like the card versus Cam because uh, uh, recently I faced a ton of line of the void post board, so maybe the card is still uh, uh, playable. I I don't know what to cut though. Like uh, <laughs> this sideboard is really puzzling. I think you can maybe cut the Charmo or uh, something like that but uh... yeah basically yeah basically the the main deck subtlety and main deck force are like two additional cyber slot that you put it in the main deck to have a extra um extra wiggle room because like these cards are just solid cards that you so you really like two subtlety and two furies in the 75 and i'm sure that this is as you said because most people are attacking your graveyard now with leyline you just want to do like hard cast hard cast and just win that way yeah yeah, that has been a so the there is there are zero copies of Blood Moon in the sideboard, and Blood Moon has been a card that you know so high and so popular on, on Blue and Murktide, but now just on the down uh, because mostly there's not that many decks that uh, just lose to yes, it anymore. Like I think the only deck that uh, um, really was uh, um, crushed by Blood Moon uh, was Creativity. That nowadays is not popular anymore. And uh, you you still have a decent matchup versus creativity. You have force, uh, you have counter spells, pierce, uh, and stuff in the sideboard. So it's not that you really need uh, the blood moon. But uh, uh, like I think Tron or uh, um, a 
amulet they have a ton of ways to outplay your blood moon and uh, um, also like if you slam blood moon and they slam uh, the one ring who's winning you know <laughs> so I think yeah. blood moon is cool versus John Saga that's the only deck I regret uh, not having the blood moon but you can still win easily but I think like Axe uh, um, of the Moon is uh, um, very uh, is a very interesting card. I'm starting to bring it uh, in versus other matchups. I, I like it versus like uh, uh, Hammer Time, for example, because it's both uh, a threat that kills the sagas and uh, stop the ink mode, and also shoot down the bl the blue mana if they play that. But also it's a 2-2, so you can start attacking with it, uh, you can block with it when you don't need it anymore, um, and that's it. Same basically with Alpine Moon. Alpine Moon is uh, uh, a slim uh, Blood Moon, because you only need to name uh, uh, very few lands in each matchup. Like versus Amulet, sometimes you name Saga, sometimes you name Cavern of Souls to, to counter whatever, or uh, um, you play it versus Jan Saga to, to shoot down the Sagas, versus... Uh, um, to shoot down the, the Nexus. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely something I agree very much with you. I've always been a fan of Magus of the Moon. I've always been playing it in my Murktai decks. Uh, Alpine Moon is just mostly yes. because it's cheap, right? Like, you just want a cheap card to, to Stone Rainer as a saga with. Especially since I saw that you went down on Dress Down. I, I remember in the past I was playing two Dress Down, three Explosives. Now you are one and two, so... Urza Saga is definitely a problem. Again, today I was playing the John Saga deck. I, I, I unfortunately had to beat two Merktide, uh, two Merktide decks, and like Urza Saga is such yes. a problem for yeah, for yeah. the Merktide deck. Although the card now it's not that popular, uh, not that many the decks play the card, and uh, you know, I, I was like, modern meta game is ever changing. So this list was. Uh, was very good and the perfect list for when you won the you came second in the showcase uh, but you know i'm sure that you will change things like in a three three weeks from now so that is very important to follow the meta game um let's talk some 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 more important matchups let's talk about rhinos now uh tumor rhinos was a matchup that was you know very good at some point and then people started adding uh mystical dispute and mercury region to the main and then became kind of like not that favorable anymore maybe like 55 or things like that and now they some of them still play mystical dispute but some of them don't especially i think the the, the best for rhinos list is yeah, the one the four color one that plays uh 12 copies of Arden of the of cascade spell so uh you know they they don't have mystical dispute anymore and we have now ledger shredder so I feel pretty good against the uh, Rhinos, yeah, what, what are you saying? I feel good too, also because like I think the tricky part versus Rhinos is try to understand uh, what they can have and what's your plan. My plan usually is to be aggressive and sometimes like if I have a Shredder or Counterspell I prefer to play the Shredder, make them uh, uh, play the Rhinos and then uh, uh, race because sometimes I have an only hit to, to kill a Rhino and uh, I can win the race. Like, uh, understanding the math be behind the game is very important. But uh, outside of that, I think we are usually favored also because, again, we have Pierce in the main, we have counter spells, and we have uh, Torno and Ragavan, that's a very, very strong play. So we can uh, for sure um, try to outpower them and uh, beat them. 
than post board i think like Kalis of the, Charles of the void is insane like i i, re, I really love that card it's a one off but uh, um it won me so many games versus rhinos just playing it and uh, they have to find a removal for it and then they have to cascade but if you gain tempo in those matchups you you end up winning always like i think this the scariest card in uh, um Rhinos for me is Murktide because sometimes it's very strong, very big, and they don't have a ton of ways to outpower it. So, uh, apart from that, uh, from that angle, I think the matchup is good. Yeah, for sure. Murktide, uh, Murktide is so good against is so good against us from the Rhino side because it's also very large. Like it dodges a only heat every time they play it. Because uh, of course they 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 play well around because you don't side any heat out. You separate the lightning bolt out, of course. Um, yeah, the the one one of the tips that you said in the middle that I want to repeat for the listeners is that Ledger Shredder on turn two, even on the draw, just play it. Your opponent goes Shadow Agent to Cascade. You draw in this card. You untap. You get to like. Play two things yourself, drawing this card, you get this 3-5 that can already block one of the two rhinos. But like the earlier you start the shredding, and the earlier your hand is gonna be great. And just like if you play this reactive game, it's just it's not gonna work. So yeah, I I, I really much very very much agree with that. Just copying out for that turn two shredder. And yeah, when I saw that uh Gul Ducat, you know, who did very well at the PT with uh, four color rhinos. He had two Merktad in the sideboard. And then for the uh, showcase, he topped it with, alongside with you. He cut the, 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 the Merktide saying that they're not as good against Scam. So I guess by Scam being so popular, you know, it's it's good for us because it means that uh, people are now targeting a different deck yes. than Merktide. So uh, he ended up cutting the Merktide for Borders. Yeah, also very really strong, but not as strong as Merktide, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I think I beat Gulducat in the showcase. Uh, it was my quarterfinals opponent. Yeah, we played a very tense game. It was okay. it was very cool, but uh, uh, I end up winning. Also, I remember that in the showcase I used to play one more Murktet that I end up cutting for a subity, and I think like I, I played Murktet very aggressively, uh, like a four four five five Murktet. Each time I had it, I cast it, just because I think. Uh, even versus Kame did the same, so putting pressure as soon as possible on the table and start attacking because uh, uh, otherwise you can't handle their top decks or their uh, uh, cards. So if you start putting pressure and uh, um, asking for answer each turn, uh, you end up winning because you overwhelm them with value. Nowadays you have also preordained, so um, that's how I played those matchups. Yeah, 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 yeah. And another matchup that I feel like uh, we can talk about is uh, Four Color Omnath, which, you know, it's not, uh, not 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 the best deck at the moment, but it's still, like, super popular. So, you know, if you play Merktide, I'm sure that you found yourself a lot struggling against those decks, because, of course, like, they play a ton of powerful card, now the ring as well. But all things combined, when the, the Lord of the Ring set came out, the card that scared me the most was not the one ring, which Merktide can deal decently well, but it was the the, the Bowmaster. But overall, uh, your plan against the four color is to cut the uh, Ragavan. Is that both on the draw, on the play, yes, and on the well, draw? Actually, my personal plan is to cut Dragon Rage Channeler 
Uh, I wrote uh, to cut uh, uh, Ragavan because uh, I talked with the Twinless Twin and uh, uh, also Allen uh, um, told us to cut Ragavans, but I personally prefer to cut DRC because I think uh, I am more of a um, tempo mage, so I think I can make Ragavan shine a bit more. Uh, maybe when you are uh, uh, on the draw you can cut Ragavans just because uh, it's Sorry, when you are on the play, you can cut the Ragavans. Mm, I still have to decide. For now, I like the Ragavans. <laughs> the only problem yeah. is uh, uh, sometimes they play turn one halfling and it's very tough, and that's why I leave uh, all my removals in. Uh, like, I think the scariest card versus four color from Lord of the Rings is halfling. Um, that, that's because they play an uncounterable threat, we always have to have uh, a removal for that and uh, that's it, but uh, I think Ragavan is still very strong, also because um, each damage you uh, deal to them is a damage, uh, um, is a very important damage, because uh, at some point they slam the ring, they start drawing, so like my, my plan is to bolt them at some point if I am uh, below on, on threat. What about casting to the fire? Because I would assume that you bring a castle to the fire anytime your opponent plays the card the one ring. Mm, I, I don't know. Like I think the card is a bit narrow because, mm, like, I can lose games where they see zero rings, and I'm I'm even sure they they maybe should cut some rings because the card is quite medium versus me. Like I think Homnat is always better. Teferi is always better. So if they leave in just a couple of rings and like have this casting to the fire in and the whole game uh, I end up losing. Like I think uh, one of the strengths of the deck is uh, uh, to see a lot of cards, to cycle a lot of cards, so I don't really want to have cards that get stuck in my hand. So like Subsidian Fury at some point I can just start cast, as well as the rest down I can cycle it, so... But casting to fire is just a shatter, so... I don't, I don't love it. Yeah. Uh... It makes sense that today I was playing a Urza on stream and I ended up setting out one ring against a Merktide and I was playing only two. So I, I can imagine that uh, Four Color maybe has to uh, do something similar, although again, I, I'm not sure uh, about uh, their plan. But overall, I agree with you about cutting Chandler. I honestly would never cut Ragavan. Like, I understand he dies to uh, Ren is six, but like, I guess you don't cast the turn one if your opponent can play Ren. Uh, also, one more thing is that I I, I usually play Spellsnare in the main and I wouldn't side it out. You have it in the sideboard and you don't side it in. Uh, you know, like the card, you just... I don't know, like if my opponent... Uh, like, is, 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 if it's an open deck list uh, uh, tournament and I know they play at Chalice and they have some other two drops besides Ren, uh, I think it's fine to side it in. But just for Bran, I think it's too narrow because if they don't play Bran or they play the late late game Bran, you know it's it's the same. Uh, yeah, you just have spell pierce and yeah, it's the thing. same as casting yeah. to fire. You don't want to have cards that get stuck into into your hand. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, basically, like out of the sideboard, the card that. The flex lot of the sideboard, you would say, is Obsidian Charmaw. This is the only card that you'd be like, oh, I don't really expect Tron, so I can cut this for, I don't know, a second hearse or like something that 
you might yeah, want to charge I think more. like you kind of sold me on borrower because I think it's strong versus Rhino, it's strong versus Kamen, it's strong versus Morten, and it's strong versus Hammer too. So I think it's actually a decent card. Yeah, and from the main deck, I think you can cut a shredder. So maybe I can play main deck borrower, put a shredder in the sideboard, and cut Charmo. Those are the things that are coming to my head yeah. right now. But uh... yeah, for sure, this is how yeah, this is how you build a a, a deck in constructed. You make uh, you make changes like this, and you just arrive to decisions with like brainstorming with uh, some people you trust. And this is definitely one of the funniest thing of Magic is. The game, sure, the deck building is 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 very fun. Uh, this deck obviously requires a, a lot uh, a lot of knowledge. What is your opinion on this? Is something I, I like to do, and uh, not that many people do. What do you think about one underwear breach over the third copy of Merta Regent? Is that something you've um, ever done, or like like what is the specific meta game that you need to do? To uh, I don't change? know. Like I I played the the card in uh, Trieste uh, in January and I really felt the card was weak because uh, if my opponent plays a, a graveyard date the card is, does nothing so I always have to side it in and uh, while I think the card is fine because it gives you a mid-game uh, uh, basically win button kind of I think the card does like it's not something uh, so great like because your mid game is usually better than your opponent so if I expect a lot of four color maybe I can play this but again like four color play Teferi play um, Endurance uh, and Binding so a lot of cards that uh, usually are not great versus Breach um, but, but I don't know like that's a card that I'm willing to play test but I never have the time to do properly and I think playing less than free Merc that yeah. is like I, I prefer not to. I, w I would cut another card. You can cut I don't know maybe another consider or uh, uh, something uh, something else, but not a Mortide. because like the strength of Mortal is as I said, the key you can play on turn two, five five on turn two, uh, five five on turn three, and and that's how you win. So, like um, um, uh, great part yeah, of with it. a with a very high number of cantrips. With a very high number of cam trips like this, I can see casting uh, uh, yes. a turn three Merc Tide very consistently. You just go like can trip, bolt can trip, Merc Tide, bolt Merc Tide, something like that. And like, you have empty board and large Merc Tide. And maybe that sounds like a dream curve, but it's not that unlikely. You have seven can trips, seven, seven removal spells. And this deck does consistently that. And uh, so, yeah, um, overall, this is the deck that. Uh, it's very like it's it's a good deck right now, right? We have definitely struggled uh, after Lords of the Ring came in, but Wizards kind of helped us, right, with uh, the unbending of Preordain, which uh, is now uh, super super good in modern. Honestly, I'm playing a lot of Preordain decks. I've played Preordain everywhere, even in Merfolks. I've played it in Zoo. I played it in Mill, and the card just yeah, I think it just makes every deck that can cast it better. I agree, it's a very consistent country and uh, like when I started to play modern I used to play like storm decks with like ad nauseum uh, stuff like that and we had to play serum visions and uh, I think nowadays those decks are not no more playable but uh, this card would be like really really strong in those decks. 
Yeah, let's talk about uh, uh, you know some, some some other matchups that people might play against uh, in their rounds. Let's talk about Hammer Time, which is a matchup that supposed to be be bad. Um, it was you know it wasn't great, and I remember one of the ways I remember fixing it in the past was by playing two copies of Stelznir in the main. Now you know maybe that's extreme, and you don't need to do that anymore because that deck is not as popular. But you have one Stelznir and one Stern Scolding, which is basically as good as Spellsnare against uh, against Hammer. And like again, I guess we didn't mention it yet, but why the split Snare Scolding? Like obviously the card that's written here is Orkish Bowmaster. But Snare Scolding I believe has a, a little bit more applications uh, than than Spellsnare from the cyborg. Like if you said it in against um scam for example like getting to counter a grief is like a yes, huge deal. But, like uh, I look at that meta game once again and like I was actually playing versus Burn, and I figured I needed one more card, and I said, "Well, Spell Snare is good, but uh, it's not good only versus Burn. It's good also versus uh, uh, Hammer. It's good versus uh, like Blue Black Ring because you counter uh, all the counter magic Sambo Master, and you counter uh, have, like all the um, like more cards. And I I like I like the Scolding yeah. in the beginning because it was very strong versus Yagmoth." Uh, 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 but uh, I think Snare is also decent versus Yagmut. Um and also the deck is not as popular as it used to be uh, pre yeah. tour. so um, I think I like this split. Also, as you mentioned before, uh, yeah. if you have a lot of cantrips, you can play um, similar but different effects, so you can find the one you really need uh, in the right moment. So. You know, it makes a lot of sense to play Snare for a burn. That is totally something that I remember uh, I was playing uh, for the same reason why I dropped uh, the mental misstep, the minor misstep, and I used to play more copies of Storm because Storm is much better against burn than minor misstep. Uh, but yeah, overall, uh, the, um, the, the armor matchup, I think, remains tough, right? Especially with maybe a, a lighter sideboard right now with only two explosives and one dress yes. down. Like, uh, maybe I the, did, like, I did, just yes. because now, like, you play Fury, but it, the card gets completely invalidated by um, the one mana protection spell, uh, the white, uh, so, yeah. like, Surge of Salvation. Surge of Salvation. Yes. So, yeah, I guess, like, it's mm. probably one of your worst matchups amongst the tier. But uh, you can still play it out, like it's not uh, a nightmare. Like I lost in the finals because I, I had uh, a couple of rough mulligans. Oh yeah. And uh, I was on the draw, so like turn one sentinel. Yeah, that's true. You lost. Uh, you lost to 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 mono white hammer time in the finals. Uh, but overall, I think the, the if you had to improve your uh, uh, hammer match, would you? What is the would you have more maybe explosives over fewer? Remember that was one of the things I was doing. I was only playing one fewer and yes. three explosives. Also, I, I think. Do you think that that hurts your rotor root sand yeah. over fury is uh, very very strong? That the card I would play. Yeah, brothers with end is is excellent against them. Although of course explosives is uh, more versatile against rhinos. I just like. Yeah, whenever I talk so much about Merc that I just can't wait, uh, can't wait for Friday Merc Day to arrive, so I get to, uh, I get to play this deck again. Uh, on, on Friday, I have some some ideas that I wanted to, to try. So I guess I can already, uh, you know, brainstorm them with you. 
what do you think about uh, you know going back to 18 lanes or maybe even 19 like in the past and and cutting consider entirely do you think that having a critical amount of uh, cantrips just is what this deck wants right now or are we just playing consider because we're used to like can't we just simply accept that four is the right number of cantrips and prudent is simply better uh, to consider or and play more you know other cards. I don't think so. I, I, I think like uh, having a critical mass of cantrips is very important, both for Delirium and also for uh, your Murktide. So I wouldn't play just for Preordain. I think I want to play more... Uh, like maybe you can try playing a couple of Lorians and still a low number of lands if you just want to cut the consider because you think it's... Uh, Weak versus uh, Bowmaster, but I um, I don't know. It's weak. I, I yeah. don't know. Like I think consider is still a fine I fine card. Like uh, I think you can't cut too many um, cantrips. I really like the numbers uh, on lands and spells, but maybe like you can try with Dorian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Like the more consider you play, the 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 better Ledger Shredder is, and so on and so forth, and. Yeah, this is something like like this deck has like a core and it's just so flexible the other slots and like you don't you don't change uh, you don't change too much by changing few cards and and it's just one 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 of the things why it's just I love to play it and I feel like you know I'll play a, a different version every week and I have one uh, certainty though I want to play two but honestly I prefer three uh, Ledger Shredder that is the card that makes the deck as consistent as you want uh, as you want it to uh, but yeah talking uh, talking more about uh, talking more about you like uh, what do you what do you think uh, are is is like what what are your next events what do you plan to do uh, are are you, are you coming to first season are you going to commentate this time or I, play? I don't know about first season I still have to uh, see if I can make it because I am in Venice to the film festival I go each year but uh, well my next big event is of course the modern showcase where uh, i hope to win it to play the mods and then uh, i think uh, sure. i have to look at the um, legacy european tour schedule because there should be a couple of events i'm interested to play yeah i already booked for sofia there is the modern one and then barcelona in december sofia I believe is in october and then we have barcelona in december they're both modern uh so yeah i'll, I'll be there and uh uh hopefully uh we get to we get to we get to play the the the, the best Merktide version i still need, i still need to be sold on this force of negation this is the card that i have and never really liked in these decks my my main reason for for not liking force in this deck is that this is a deck that wants to just play all their blue cards whereas maybe the and like you don't have that much card advantage i guess you have uh expressive iteration but it's very tough for me to you know it's not like it's not like rhinos or uh, living game you know those combo decks that don't care about card disadvantage because they play one card and it and you know one one card is worth for three cards so this is my this is the reason why I don't love, but I, I, I swear like, everyone plays it and it feels like, like I'm always. When I used to play, like at some point I used to play five pierces and zero fours, but I remember I wanted something that is that there's always what it's written on the card. So I think force is a better late game country uh, counter than pierce, 
and I think like in the early game sometimes you don't want to force anything but uh, it's it's really like good because you can play turn 1 Ragavan if they play like a Bren you can force it if they play a turn 1 Amulet you can force it like it really solves the turn 1 problem on the draw it might be a necessary evil but I think it's usually fine like it's not a good card but solves a ton of problems the deck might have Yeah, the, the the this is definitely something that I want to explore a bit more. So maybe uh, the next version that I have in my mind that we all consider is I can go with Lure Reveal and then I can play Force because Lure Reveal is a is a card that at the beginning it's a it's a land it's a top land and later in the game you can just hold it in hand and pitch it to Force or R cast it and things like that. So this could be something that goes well together and it does in other formats in Legacy and Team Rhinos, for example. Uh, but yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, do you have any other topics that uh, you feel like um, going over? Or are you... uh, well, actually, like I wanted to, to, to talk briefly about Seasoned Pyromancer. That's a card people start, like, really mention to me, but I just don't play the card anymore because uh, uh, while I think the card is decent versus Scam, this really gets destroyed by Bowmaster. And uh, um, I don't know, I think all, always I didn't really love to discard good cards. So nowadays I just prefer uh, another shredder over any copy of Season. And um, I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah, definitely. I was a lover of Season Pirate in my main deck. It's just one of the best things to do against the Graveyard Hate alongside with, with Shredder. But again, at least in the past, that four Shredder and one Spiral main, one Spiral side. The metagame changed a lot since then. And uh, as you said, this card is so bad against with against Orc. Because sometimes you can just ignore Orc. I mean, it's hard to to do because of course your deck has bubble, consider and preordain. But sometimes if you if if the orc trigger doesn't kill any creature, it's just in you know making out a 1-1 one, one, or a 2-2 two, two, or even a 3-3, three, three. sometimes it doesn't matter because you just fly over them. But Spyro matters because Spyro, the orc, kills the tokens, it kills the Spyro. And also, like, if your opponent has a body, it blocks the Spyro. So this card, as you said, just get completely broken by it. And sure, you can cast it on 4 mana, keeping one Lightning Bolt or Stern Scolding up for the orc. But I think that's just asking too much from a deck that has 17 lands. So I agree with you. Of cutting the the spiral that was you know one of the first thing I did uh, when I was in, trying to improve the deck post the Lord of the Ring and honestly like spiral just went down even in scam like people don't play spiral anymore in that deck either so I feel like this is probably the biggest loser from uh, the uh, Orcish Bowmaster in modern and as much as I love it because I really like this card is casting this on empty hand is such a great feeling. Actually, did it yesterday in Cube, and I felt like I was missing it. I was I was missing the feeling of uh, casting Spyro empty hand, and draw two cards, have a body, and etc. But I agree with you. Unfortunately, it is uh, relegated to to the binder. And yeah, overall, uh, overall, this is a great deck. I am definitely considering playing it in the four season uh, team event. Unfortunately. I don't get to play the, the main event modern because I'll be I'll be doing the legacy uh, European Masters. Um, to all the legacy lovers listening, me and Javier are planning a, a legacy episode. Although again, I wanted to do this episode with uh, um, with Andrea this, this this week about uh, this this week about 
um, Murktide, unfortunately. I don't think I've mentioned at the beginning, uh, but Anthony and Javier both didn't feel uh, didn't feel good this week. I think they both got um, a cough. Uh, so like, you don't want to talk for an hour, whereas um, I know, that's definitely not the best thing to do, but they'll be back uh, next week, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, I thank you everybody for watching. Uh, Andrea, again, where can people find you on so Twitter? My Twitter is uh, twitter.com uh, or well, x.com uh... Uh, slash uh, Piemonte yeah. uh, I also do <laughs> coaching sessions so if you want to book a coaching session with me for Murktide uh, from like learning the deck to mastering the deck you can just DM me here on or on Discord and my Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash Murkguide where I post uh, uh, weekly contents uh, alongside Twin Stream. Right, yeah, I guess I, I should also advertise the Carnies Patreon, patreon.com slash Carnies. We have our, our, our Discord where, you know, we talked about uh, formats we play and you can ask us anything and you know, no new patron this week. But again, uh, thank you to those who interact with us. The uh, legacy section of the, 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 the Discord is quite active as I, I love that format. I'm playing it quite a bit. But overall, again, thank you so much for being here and uh, for being a, uh, a, a guest on the podcast. And... Uh, Thank you everybody for listening.